Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Regular price. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Four seconds to play in the game. Down a field goal, desperation time. Jefferson back to throw. He's going to hurl it, heave it as far as he can. Down deep in LSU territory. The pass is incomplete. Intercepted, as a matter of fact. And LSU has won the football game. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And we're going to continue to get to your reactions here on the show. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. You get after us in the Asher Rector Life and Feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And here in about an hour, we'll have Chris Gordy on to talk about all the college football and NFL games from the weekend, too. But uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and work through a couple of these phone calls. Before we do best and worst of the weekend, let's get Jake and Cabot. What's up, Jake? What's up, Big John? What's up, Freak? Jake. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, man. First of all, that Brent dude needs to quit calling in. Him and Nancy Mike need to go have their little tea party together. And go do whatever they do because they know nothing about football. Okay, well, let me ask you this: If we had won convincingly the first three games, and I know we could do ifs all the all the time, and I'm just saying, if we had won the first three games convincingly, and then the same outcome came this past Saturday, how would you be looking at the game? I would be looked at differently, but it is a buildup upon the season as a whole. And then you get the result understood, of the last understood, game. Freak. Yeah, I understood. But here's what I'm saying. Okay, these guys are starting to come together. We do have a good team. KJ is a good quarterback. They did, they finally let him do his thing. When the play breaks down, do your thing and make something happen. It wasn't designed, it was KJ, be KJ. We almost beat the number two. I'm not in moral victories. I'm pissed that we lost. Okay? But the fact of the matter is, we competed very, very well and made huge improvements from the week before. Can anybody deny that? No, I don't think anyone can deny it. Do you you think they really made improvements from the week before? Because they they lost a close game the week before, Jake. Like... They, it was the same result. They played well in both games. They lost both games. Level of competition was completely different, Joe. It was that. Level and, of competition was completely different. And we were on the road to Death Valley at night, which we all know that's like one of the worst places to play. I'm not making excuses, man. I, we should have won that game. And I'm pissed about the penalty situation. And if I was the coach... Dude, those guys will be puking their guts out for the next three days because I was working them so hard. Honestly. Well, but that's just me. Yeah, well, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, Jake, and I can agree with you as far as, you know, there. I think that there were improvements. I think that there were 
things that you can look on. But again, it doesn't matter because you know, get back with me after this A and M game, and then we'll see. Because <laughs> all those improvements, yeah, yeah. all that good grace, ain't going to mean squat if you lay another egg down in Arlington. Like it, it's understood. A, I, uh, I I agree with you wholeheartedly, John. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there, man. Like it's not like these guys are crap. Okay, these guys are playing their butts off. KJ's finally getting to do his thing, and he's getting into his groove in the offense. I think there's good things to come, and we can still, you know, I, we can still salvage something out of this season. So it's not all doom and gloom. All right, there's still our hogs, man. Let's root them on. Go hogs. All right, appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for calling in. Uh, and real quick, we'll go ahead and work through this too. Navy Mike's on. What's up, Navy? Man, what's up, John and Joe? Um, you know, we've seen it before where you know, like the stumble fumble in '98, where you can you can put so much effort and 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 emotion into a game, um, you know, and they should have had been playing with this kind of effort the whole time. I, I you know, I'm not saying that, but they put a whole lot into this game and to not come out away with a win. You know, that can turn into a, a an emotional and adrenaline letdown the next very next week, and one loss turns into two. So you, you got you got to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, and also the you know my worst of the weekend was, you know obviously my my Carolina Panthers are the only zero and three team in the, in the NFC South, and I'm and I get to watch ba- Baker Mayfield of all people try to get his Buccaneers to three and zero. You know I, I looked at the rankings, the offensive line rankings in the NFL. And, you know, my Panthers are right around middle of the pack. They're 16, 17, something like that, which ain't good. But, you know, a good quarterback can work with that, an average offensive line. They can, they can make things happen with it. The Houston Texans have a bottom five offensive line. But C.J. Stroud is the fourth leading passer in the league right now. He's ahead of guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You know, and, and you remember what I said, Joe, at the, at the, after the NFL draft was over. I said that C.J. Stroud, he going to the Texas. There's your offensive rookie of the year, and that's going to happen. So I, you know, I, I've got to watch for the next decade that this guy ball out in Houston. <laughs> and, 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 and meanwhile, you know, Bryce Young, two games in a career, he's already hurt already. You know, this, this ain't college anymore. He can't. I mean, these are grown men you're playing against, and you know, he's just not. He can't hold up. He's not built for. It, and I knew that. So, <laughs> you know. Anyways, uh, that's all I got. Y'all take care, man. Let's see, Mike. Yeah. What about Navy didn't give a best of the weekend? Just gave a worst. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to give the other side of it, too. Just as ah, my worst of the weekend. So, uh, well, listen. Well, the focus was on the Panthers there. So, yeah. Just saying that, you know, it's still some can highlights and lowlights. You can still do both. You can still do both, which is what we're going to do. So, let's go ahead and jump into our best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts. We got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. I'll go ahead and kick it off with uh, one of my best of the weekends. I always love it when you see unique plays or unique scores by unique players that don't get to do it very often. You know, we always love if there's like a fake punt and the punter runs it in for a touchdown or, or something fun like that. Well, you definitely had one of those this past weekend. I guess it was yesterday, technically, where in Jacksonville, which was a crazy weird game for for the most part, and with the Texans considering uh, uh, that game itself. But you had a fullback take a kickoff to the house. Like it's a guy that normally doesn't have any opportunities, like most people would, and you know maybe there's uh, some some issues there where maybe it's just uh, he's trying to make the team, whatever it is. But the fact is, is that uh, you had, uh, I guess it was Andrew Beck, just be able to receive it when he didn't, he didn't let the guy behind him. He's like, no, I got this. Takes off running and takes it to the house. I don't know if he'll ever have a better play than that in his career, but it's always really cool, and I always love seeing plays like that. So to me, the best of the weekend, or one of the best of the weekends for me, was seeing uh, a fullback take it to the house the way he It did. was even more impressive because he didn't catch it cleanly. It yeah. actually hit the ground. He had to pick it up. And his response to that and running to the edge and really being able to outrun everybody. And it's not like he was moving super fast, but he was just able to get away from everybody. It was really impressive. Broke some tackles. Best to the Dolphins. They scored 70 points and had 700-plus yards of offense in the game against the Broncos. And just really impressive on everything they were able to do. They scored 10 touchdowns. And Mike White even came in and threw a touchdown or two. They put the backups in, and they were still just performing 
like everything was good and they had a chance to put up even more points altogether and and they you know by putting the backups in they kind of shut it down a bit but they were still able to score yeah, I love the fact that uh, in one of my fantasy league, leagues, at least, I had Tua. So I had a great weekend on that on that time. But, yeah, that was that was absurd, the amount of points that they scored. Uh, another uh, uh, best of the weekend for me was I know that the guys on the zone, or I guess maybe Justin Acre, he, he didn't like the coaches going after some of the media members for you know all intents and purposes. Of course, Ryan Day being one of them. And also uh, having uh, you know a few of the guys, like in this particular case, uh, Jake Dicker, which a lot of you probably don't even know who he is. He's the head coach of uh, Washington State. Well, he was not too happy with uh, college game day after they had a really good victory over Oregon State, and he let everybody know about it. Our team is greater than the sum of its parts. I saw a tweet again today. We got zero five stars, zero four stars. We got zero, right? But we're greater than the sum of our parts because of our connection and how we play and the buy-in that they have to their job. And I think it speaks volumes for 18 to 23-year-old young men to buy into that. It's not easy. And, you know, I just told RJ and BJ to come back for year six. This is why they came back. Okay, this is much on them and it is on us and what we're trying to create because of those guys and their leadership. So we're building something special. You know, I think nationally there's a, you know, there's a lot of noise out there. I mean, I caught something this morning and I was just watching game day. Corso comes on and he says, you know, the no one watches bull. You know, and I don't really understand that. What's the merit once again? Because the facts say people watch the Cougs. And the people watch the Cougs more than every team that's left over in the Big 12. Okay, so I, you know, Coach Corso, he's at the point now where they just, they give him the sheet and he, you know, he reads off of it and they try to make a joke, but it didn't even, didn't even make sense. Okay, it's well documented what ESPN has done to try to, you know, get this, get, to, get our league into where it's at. And I would love to have a conversation with Coach Corso about, the, you know, the value that he sees in breaking up the premier West Coast Conference. Okay, and I'd also love to have a conversation with Coach Corso about how he thinks you know, student-athletes and mental health and flying them all over the country is a positive thing. I'm open to those conversations. So that's what he had to say, and I think that there's a lot of merit to what he has to say. And I also get that, hey, you're Washington State. You're, you're not going to get the respect. You're, you're, everyone's kind of laughing at you. Oh, you're, no one wanted you. So I get him kind of coming out and firing a little bit because that's what he needs to do as a coach and stay motivated and uh, show some respect to his team and what they're doing. But uh, the other one, of course, was Ryan Day when he got after Lou Holtz, of all people, after their game. Like I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. All right, uh, Ryan Day, thank you. Uh, so here's my thing, and there's the difference, is it? I like what Diggard had to say because of his situation he's in. But with Ryan Day, it's like, again, you find motivation wherever you want to find it. Like, dude, you're talking about Lou Holtz, who's, who's like in his 80s now, and he was at a function that was like Notre Dame Pro, and he was like, yeah, they're going to win. Like, this is why. So, I mean, I guess you take motivation wherever you're at, but he was fired up after the game. Kind of almost sound like, well, what was that guy that's like, uh, oh, the call, actually, old Colorado coach was like, you know, it's a Big 12, go play intramurals. Was it Dawkins was his last name, or Hawkins, something like that? Dan Hawkins. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, but it just gave me that kind of vibe where he was just fired up, and he's just like, hey, so Ohio, that's against world. Go play something else. You know, he's fired up after a big win, but I like it when coaches find personal things to make it personal, even with the Oregon and uh, Colorado deal, too. I actually like that. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for rivalries, and it's good for the game, so kudos to them. Best to Colts kicker Matt Gay. Now, here's a case where you do kick field goals and you come away with a win. He kicked five field goals overall, and four of them were 50-plus yards, including the game winner in overtime. So he was really feeling it with uh, a few kicks, and that's NFL history, having four field goals, 50-plus yards. Yeah, that dude was a menace. That was a, I mean, you got to give a lot of kudos to the kicker when they make game-winning field goals, but to be consistent like that is also really impressive. Uh, worst of the weekend for me, I was kind of going to go the opposite of you, Joe, with because the, the Broncos and uh, in that game against the Dolphins, like the Dolphins deserve all the credit in the world, but if you're an NFL team, you can't how, you can't let seventy points get scored on, you, man. Like and then you, get beat by fifty. Yeah, like you just like and again. That's what I was telling Christian before the show. I was like, it'd be one thing if it was just a you know back and forth, no defense game. Like we've seen a lot of those games happen. Even then, it'd be a little bit absurd. But if it was like seventy to sixty three or something like that, 
it, it makes it insane, but it, it's not bad. But when you get beat by 50, you get 70 scored on you. You're you have a coach that you went all in on, and it's his first year, and you got Russell. It's like that should never happen in the pros. That should never happen in the NFL. I know crazy games happen, but I feel like if a team scores 40 points, it's insane. Or 50 points, I'm like, man, that's a, that's a clinic. 70 points. In an NFL game. In an NFL game. Just <laughs> cannot happen. Cannot happen. So, I'm going, obviously, the worst of the weekend for me was the Denver Broncos, because that is just, nah, you just can't have that happen. Worst, Vikings clock management. They wasted about 20 seconds at the end of the game, and they could have clocked the ball, and it led to Kirk Cousins with a rush throw into the end zone with about 12 seconds left, and the interception was what ultimately ended the game. Now, they had just picked up a fourth and six, fourth and five, fourth and six. They could have gotten on the ball, clocked it, saved about 20 seconds. They would have been operating close to the end zone with like 32 seconds left in the game. And then that way, it, you, you, got, you have at least three more throws into the end zone to try to come away with a win. But when you let that clock tick, you get down to 12 seconds, you make that rush throw. Of course, if it doesn't have an interception there... You will have maybe another throw, but just the way that they wasted the clock there, it, it just led to a bad play, a rush bad play. So that was worse, one of the worst, and uh, could have played out a different way where if the Vikings win the game, then the worst would have shifted to the other side. But it's just one of those cases of the result. Now, it's still being talked about as far as what happened at the end of the game from the Chargers' standpoint, going for it on fourth down. But it worked out well enough for them to come away with a win. But the talking heads, they're still saying this is something that Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, he needs to take a step back and take control of this and stop doing so much of this and being aggressive in in times that you really don't need to be aggressive because it could lead to you losing the game. In this case, it didn't happen. But in the past, it has happened where they went on to lose the game because of being overly aggressive. No, I think that there's a, kind of going into the worst of the week, and there was a lot of moments just in football in general of poor management down the stretch and down in the game. Like I felt like in that Clemson Florida State game, I felt like Clemson was in control, and they had a, a chip shot missed field goal, which I felt so bad for that kicker. They had that inspirational story about him, you know, uh, unretiring from football, coming back. They had his family on video and everything, and uh, just missed the field goal, which was brutal. But uh, seeing the just decision making and the head scratching by by Dabo at the end of the game and. Uh, some of the management there for for the time was bad, but uh, on top of that, which you know, I'm not saying that this is just so egregious, but it is something you just can't have in that Ohio State Notre Dame game, which is a great game, defensive battle. But Notre Dame on the final two plays of the game, only having ten players on the field both times. I know it's chaotic, but man, you, it, it would have made a difference. I don't know, but it's just the fact that you know didn't hurt, wouldn't hurt having another player out there on the field. And uh, between that and even with Arkansas, you know, and the timeout manage mismanagement and. Uh, there's just a lot of those issues too, where it just seemed like coaches or teams in general had some uh, some bad moments down the stretch, and especially with the game on the line and everything of just management, whether it's timeouts, whether it's clocks, whether it's uh, personnel, whatever it was, just a lot of bad moments that in football all around too. That definitely was gut wrenching for Notre Dame to come down to the final play of the game, a game that they had control of for the most part, and you lose the game on the final play with no time on the clock, and you allow them to run the ball in, which they were taking a big chance on running it in because you get stopped there, the game is over. Yeah, that was, a, again, an incredible game that uh, I think for uh, for everybody that was watching it, it was nice to see uh, one that was a defensive battle. I just hated it because I actually had a... Uh, everybody had uh, Notre Dame had Notre except Dame. for Chris Shenup. Yeah. Chris had, he had Ohio State. Ohio State. I actually didn't do too bad in my picks this, this oh, week. The picks were fantastic for the most part. Yeah. Uh, let's see, John, you had 10, I, uh, Nathan had 12, or Chris had 12, 12, 12 out of 13, Wow. Nathan 9, and I had 7, so oh. our totals now are 23 for you, 25 for me, 29 for Chris, 28 for Nathan. Oh. So which one did Chris miss? What was the one that he uh, whiffed on then? Chargers, Vikings. <laughs> of all the ones, too. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I had probably the best week I've had, and I'm still in last place. But then it's kind of been a lot of, a lot of time to make up for it. But uh, yeah, actually, with uh, you know, uh, tell more people uh, people about Saracen and everything. But I did good on my uh, betting this weekend, at least. So uh, even though my teams may not have won that I uh, wanted to win, but still had some uh, some good betting there too. Uh, and another worst of the weekend, I'll throw this in. 
just because it is frustrating to me, and I know you're, if you're a fan, that's fine. I'm not hating on you. It's just for me personally. But it's just like Taylor Swift just ruined so much for me. Okay, I just watch. I just want to watch the game, and I know it's a big deal. I'm not saying that it doesn't warrant being a big deal. I know the game wasn't great, but it's like I started getting updates, notifications about what Taylor Swift was doing with the Chiefs game. Everyone was talking about it. It was being tweeted about. I saw people that probably have never watched a football game in their life talking about uh, you know the, the Taylor Swift thing, and now they become Chiefs fans because of this fact. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. This is exactly the whole encompassing reason of why I hate stuff like this. But I guess for the NFL, it's probably great because, hey, you get people that normally wouldn't watch your games or normally wouldn't care about your teams. Suddenly, because Taylor Swift's involved, boom, there you go. Now you got some more eyeballs on your television sets and watching the Chiefs that you normally wouldn't. So it's They're a win-win. They're going to be wondering when she's going to show up for the next game. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be the topic. And, it, you know, and if they break up, oh, Joe, or whatever they are. I don't even know if they're actually together. They don't even hold hands when they were walking out. But yeah, they didn't need to. Yeah. It's like, what, no, no need to showcase everything for the camera. Yeah. But whatever they are, whenever it ends, it, it's going to be just a, a thing, man. And then if the uh, Chiefs lose a game, like if they lose the next game, it's going to be because of that. If Travis Kelsey has a bad game, it's going to be because of that. There's just it's not going away anytime soon. It wasn't just a one week thing. It's going to continue on with the, the Taylor Swift watch with Travis Kelsey there in Kansas City. So, but hey, when you're that big of a celebrity, that's what comes along with it. That's our best and worst of the weekend. We have more reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services coming up. We'll get to more of your reactions. We also got some storylines. We'll get to. As far as those phone calls and text messages, keep them coming at 501-661-1037. we got more Out of Bounds up next, so you better stay with us. to hear what the head hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. Sports Arkansas fell to LSU 34-31 Saturday night with the Tigers' game-winning drive lasting five minutes and leaving just five seconds left on the clock. After the game, Coach Sam Pittman talked about what he takes away from this game. There's a lot of positives. You, you believe you can win, win several games and things of that nature after a performance of tonight. We just got to clean up the penalties, like I said last week. But the effort has always been there this year. Arkansas will now turn their attention to Texas A&M in Arlington. Kickoff for that game is set for 11 a.m. The Dallas Cowboys fell to the Cardinals 28-16 to give Arizona their first win. The Cowboys committed 13 penalties in the game that set them back 107 yards. Next up for Dallas, they'll host the 1-2 New England Patriots. And there's a doubleheader on Monday Night Football again this week. First up, the Eagles will take on the Buccaneers on ABC at 6:15. Then the Rams will face the Bengals at 7:15 on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. The Grove Hunting Club, just a short hour away from Little Rock in Jefferson County. 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting, a main and secondary lodge, along with four private cabins. Call 870-692-3221 or email grovehuntingclub at gmail.com. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. 
In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertiPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertiPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertiPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Arch Marine and G3 Boats have teamed up for the Model Year Closeout Sale. It's the biggest rebates of the year. Get 2,000 off G3 Sportsman Boats or 3,000 off Bay 22 Boats. Act now as these deals end September 30th. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so should you. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Arkansas right up on the football, second down and six. DeBinion stays in at running back, but KJ's going to throw, fade down the right sideline. Broden's in the back of the end zone. He caught the ball. Well, he didn't catch it, but they throw a flag. After further review, the result of the play is a touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, Arkansas. <laughs> on 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside now, wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. A couple of Monday night football games tonight. Get by Twin Peaks and watch the Monday night football games going on. The best place you could possibly watch for some good food, some good drinks, and scenic views. And uh, at Twin Peaks... They have all the sporting action, so they're not only over the weekend, tonight, but all throughout the week. Whatever it is you want to watch, Twin Peaks has it. Coming up this weekend, it's Canelo Alvarez taking on Jamel Charlo for the Super Middleweight Championship. Now, Jamel Charlo is usually a junior middleweight at 154. He's moving up quite a bit in weight to fight Canelo Alvarez at 168. But uh, should be a good fight with a clash of a couple of champs. And Twin Peaks will be the place to watch it. And they have all the combat sports there as well. Boxing, MMA. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. As uh, We're going to have your Razor Hog update. Get the chance to hear from Sam Pittman after the game as well as some of the players. And also Sam Pittman of some things he had to say during his press conference today as well. And... Uh, again, there was some uh, some really great games from the football slate, whether it's NFL and also for the for the college landscape too. And uh, we'll have uh, some some updates on that. But Arkansas Texas A and M is going to be the next one for the Razorbacks. 11 a.m. in Arlington. A little breakfast down there at AT and T Stadium. I know people uh, are going to be making that trek down there too. I'll be interested to see what the crowd looks like, just in general, like comparing it to other years. Because I don't know if A and M fans are overly happy, and I don't know if Razorback fans are overly happy. But they're still having the game, and there's still going to be plenty of people there. I'm just going to be curious what the attendance numbers look like overall. This should be fine. It, yeah. uh, it's usually a split crowd there, and it's a quick trip, easy trip for both teams to make it and the fan bases. Yeah, I mean, for Motorrock, was it four or four and a half hours, something like that? Just get on 30 and don't stop, and you'll, uh, you'll run right into it. So, uh, But we're going to have uh, a few of us down there. I know I'm going to be down there. I believe Trey Shap, Randy Rainwater, David Basil. Uh, they're all going to be down there uh, hanging out and 
uh, doing a live show from uh, on Friday. I got I see. I knew I was going to call it something different because I wanted to call it Jack Wagons, and it's not that. That's a different place. That <laughs> Jack I've been. Wagons. Yeah, it's Boomer Jacks. Yeah, because there was a there was a. I don't know if it was from a show or something like that, but when I remember, I just kept wanting to call it Jack Wagons. But no, it's Boomer Jacks there in Arlington. So, uh, dry. I know that Morning Mayhem, as well as uh, Out of Bounds and Drive Time, we're all going to have uh, some some fun down there too, and uh, being a part of that. So, looking forward to heading down to. Uh, I want. I, I had to call it Arlington. You can't call it Dallas. You know, people get upset. It's it's Arlington. You got to go down there. But uh, that's where the game is. But uh, there'll be some getting around town and maybe mm-hmm. making some tri- trips to Dallas. Yeah. Hanging around in that area. Well, because my argument is, is who plays at the uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington? The Dallas Cowboys. All right. So if they go by Dallas, then the rest of you can go by Dallas in there. But still, it's going to be great. The thing about them is they never have played in Dallas. They played in Irving before Isn't then. that funny? Like, I mean, I know that's not, you know, unique to Dallas because, you know, it's like the New York Jets and the New York Giants. You know, they, they play in New Jersey, which, you know, has been problematic. That'd be kind of a fun thing. How many teams in the NFL actually don't play in the city that they're named after? I'd be curious to know how many of those uh, are in there. We just named, I guess, three right then and there. It's that, and then a lot of them don't have their facilities where they spend most of their time in the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you have to have some some land. You have to have some area to, uh, to build those type facilities that they need, so... That's why a lot of times you're not going to be in the city because there's not any land area for it. Yeah. Can't just really like blow up a whole uh, thing in New York City and, and make it a, a facility for you there. Because, uh, you know, some places like, you know, the Arizona Cardinals is not specific to a city or New England Patriots. But, um, you know, there's a, I think there's probably a few more, though. They're just outside the city or in a suburb or however you want to call it. Uh, you know, they're right there in, in a different spot. But... Uh, yeah, I know that the Cowboys and the the Jets and the Giants are probably the more, some of the more notable ones uh, that are out there. I have to think about that. That's that's interesting. Uh, let's go to Drew, who's in Cersei. What's up, Drew? Hey guys, I hadn't called in in quite a while, and uh, I learned something a long time ago, about twenty years ago. I did a small uh, radio show for high school football, and I learned really quickly that the bandwagon fills up quickly, <laughs> the bandwagon empties out quickly. <laughs> Does and, that? Uh, it you know I learned a lot about what people think and how they think and what little things set them off and this and that. But uh, the one thing that uh, the one thing that I've noticed about this Razorback team and I've been watching the Hogs well over forty years is that for some reason they seem to be very undisciplined. And I'm talking penalty wise. I mean, I was at the game in Fayetteville for BYU. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a worse scenario as far as penalties. Uh, we played much better Saturday night in LSU and should have won the game. Uh, we outplayed them for the most part. Uh, we had a few long passes on us. When I guess we had a freshman corner trying to cover one of their best receivers. But again, at the end of the game, we had chances to do more, and, and penalties got us again. Realistically speaking, I don't know that anybody that's a, that's a really big Razorback fan was just super excited about the Sam Pittman hire. Now, after what Chad Morris left us, People were happy to get somebody else, obviously. But in year four, we're still struggling. And anymore in any really big-time program, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, you know, four or five years, sometimes it's generous. It's not fair, but it's generous. You know, I think this team, if they play to their potentials, seven, eight win team at the best, if we fold up and have a couple of bad games, if we're, you know, three to five, we're four to five wins. You know, I could see us, you know, really getting a decent bowl, or I could see us not being bowl eligible, depending on what team shows up down the stretch. And I guess my real question to you guys is, and I've heard a little bit of this, a little bit of this here and there since the BYU game. What win mark does Pittman have to hit this year, if there is a scenario where he does have to hit a win mark, for him to get an extra year? I, I think we've got a pretty favorable SEC home schedule next year. I think I heard it. I think I read it a couple of weeks ago where, where our opponents are. Do you guys think there is any uh, any any benchmark win that he has to get to this year to uh, to secure another year? You know, if he wins three or four or five games, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. If he wins six or seven games, you know, they think he's got a one year chance to get it to get us on track. What are your thoughts on that, guys? All right, appreciate it, Drew. Thanks for calling in. Um, I'll give you my thoughts because I've said this from the get go. Uh, I think it's a 
pretty simple thing. If Sam Pittman does and Arkansas does not make a bowl game this year, meaning that they don't get to at least the six-win mark in the regular season, then change needs to happen. Because you just can't go from nine wins to seven wins to five wins. Like, you just can't do it. And with K.J. Jefferson, with this team, with this talent, like, you just can't do it. So I think it's that case. Uh, you know, It's not like, oh, well, if you go six and six and everyone's still happy, and I, I can't wait for the future. I don't think it's that. But I think barring missing out on the postseason – uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe even then he gets another year. But I feel like if that's five wins or less, then I think it changes. That's to exactly what it is. It's not that it has to be a certain win total, but if it's under, mm-hmm. you know, where you're not at least playing in a bowl game, then that's when the problems come in. Yeah, that's when a lot of people are gonna. Because again, it's just you can't regress that quickly, that 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 fast with the talent that you have, and with KJ Jefferson as your quarterback, like this, you just can't do it. In, and it would have a lot to do with. The BYU game, yep. because of non-conference, those are games that are expected to be wins. And mm-hmm. so if you win all your non-conference games, that's going to give you four wins, and then you have to find a way to win at least a couple of conference games to get bowl eligible. And the fact that they didn't beat BYU, that is something that would be part of the discussion at the end of the year if it is less than six wins. you got to make up for that BYU loss somewhere if you want to be able to get back into the mix. Like. You know, I don't think anybody before the season started said felt like Arkansas was going to beat LSU. I don't think anybody going into the game itself thought that they were going to beat LSU. We certainly didn't. But that that's one thing. But losing to BYU was a game that everyone counted on winning, so you got to make up for it somewhere. Can you make up for it against, if you thought that Arkansas was going to lose against Bama, and I'm not saying they're going to beat Bama, but if they beat Bama, okay, that makes up for it. Or if they beat A&M, then you didn't think they were going to beat A&M. Okay, that makes up for it. you got to find a way to make up for it and get back on track. That's the key. I know it's easier said than done, but to me, that that's the way you got to do it and you got to look at it. You got to make up for it for somewhere. Uh, let's go to uh, Ricky and Sherwood. What's up, Ricky? Hey, guys. Some People man? can say whatever they want. Hello? Yeah, we got you. What's up? People can say what they want about Sam Pittman, but they got to remember one thing. Head coaches are a CEO. Go back to, you know, go back to Frank Rules. Frank Rules wasn't the mastermind. Frank Rules was the mastermind over bringing good coaches underneath him. Look what they did after they left. You know, look at Alabama right now. Look at their assistant coaches, what they've gone on to do. It's not the head coach that makes the team. The head coach is the name there that recruits, and he not only recruits players, but he recruits coaches. And Sam Pittman is good at that. Yeah, I think so. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think so, but I also think too that there's you know Ricky there's different ways to have success as a head coach you know there's could be head coaches that you know I'll just use him as an example because he's went to Ar- he was at Arkansas but like a Bobby Petrino you know he I don't think he's I don't even know if how, he has anybody from his coaching tree going on to be head coaches but he has a he was a great mastermind at offense and he was able to make it work so I think there's different ways of doing it but you're right the all-time greats or at least uh, even nowadays too their management but at the end of the day you know just like we all do. If you ain't getting it done, though, that's on the head coach. Like it, The buck stops with yeah, him, well, and he's the one that's going to take the, the blame for it. Well, let's take Petrino, for instance, what you just said. He was a mastermind at offense. But what? think about our games. We trailed in the first half. We, we flourished in the second because Bobby Petrino walked into that defensive, you know, huddle during halftime and said, guys, as an offensive mind, this is how you're getting picked apart. Yeah, he probably you know, used a little bit more colorful was, language, but yes, Rick, you're you're right. That's how you do it. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm not down on Pittman yet. I, I, I think you. there's that's not our that's not our problem right now. Our problem is his assistant coaches got to, you know, they got to get their crap together, and we got to we just got to be more disciplined. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, Ricky. Hey, we appreciate your phone call. We're up against it. We got more out of bounds coming up next. Stay with us. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. 
Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Guadney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Come watch all the NFL games this week at Little Rock's number one sports bar. Monday night's NFL doubleheader is Eagles versus the Bucks and Rams versus the Bengals. Thursday night NFL action is the Lions at Green Bay. And Sunday the doors open 11 a.m. with drink specials and gridiron brunch for a full slate of NFL games. Next Monday NFL, it's the Seahawks versus the Giants. For more info, check us out. Brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-989-8906 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-989-8906. That's 800-989-8906. What do you have to lose? Call 800-989-8906. Again, 800-989-8906. When it comes to bikes, here's what you want. Reliable, fast, and tough as nails. That's what you get at OCC. And after a crash, that's what you get at Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. All Senior knows us. We're the Arkansas law firm motorcyclists have counted on for years. We work fast to get you the best results. And we're tough where it counts. Fighting for you. Reliable, fast, tough as nails. These are the guys I'd call anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Turn that damn jukebox on 103.7 The Buzz. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control. Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds, folks. And we know people have been pretty upset, pretty disappointed with the way that the game ended against Arkansas and LSU. 
Razorback fans are disappointed, but here's the thing. You know what will always make you feel better is if you win money on the game. I kind of started feeling like, you know what, that's the way to do it. I'm going to, you know, maybe bet against the Hogs on occasion if I'm not feeling great about it. So that way if they win, I feel good. But if they lose, I can at least win some money, and I do it with Saracen because it is the best app, hands down, no questions asked when it's coming to your sports betting. It's with Saracen. They already got the line out for Arkansas and Texas A&M this upcoming weekend. Six and a half points, A&M's favored. You know what? I might be taking the hogs there, Chuck. I might be then uh, going with that plus six and a half, and I can do it easily with Bet Saracen. And you can also just do the money line with plus 200 and the over-under set of 55 and a half. Hey, feeling strong, feeling froggy, might as well leap. You can do it with Bet Saracen. How about the NFL games tonight? Still got Monday Night Football and a little doubleheader action going on. You got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got Jalen Hurts going up against Baker Mayfield. Well, Tampa Bay is five and a half point underdogs. Feeling that? Make it happen. How about the Rams and Cincinnati Bengals? Cincinnati's favored by three points at home to the Rams. Feeling good about that? Try it out. And that's just a little bit of the bets that they have going on. But they also have great specials. They also have all the different types of sports that you could possibly imagine. Like If you go up to their tabs, they have darts. Darts. You can bet on darts. Find us some other place that you can bet on darts so it's easy with bets there. Since no matter what it is, make some money. Enjoy these games. Make some money when it comes to all things sports betting. It's with Bet Saracen. You can also go online at BetSaracen.com and bet that way no matter what it is. Have some fun and make some money with the Bet Saracen app. Again, it's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll have Chris Gordy on here in about 20 minutes as well as your uh, Razor Hog update and uh, try to get uh, through that too because there's a lot to work through. So let's try to work through some of these phone calls. Jackson Beebe, what's up, Jack? Uh, not much. I'm just wanting to weigh in on that. Uh, one of the things that I'm most disappointed in in the last two games has been uh, 25 penalties in eight quarters. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an average of uh, about three penalties a quarter. Gross. And, uh, you know, that seems to be a discipline problem somewhere, uh, uh, a coaching problem that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a little better from this staff than, you know, three penalties a quarter on average. And uh, didn't, I think, one of the penalties the other day against LSU cost us uh, cost us a touchdown, didn't it? Uh, I don't know if it – the one I always thought about was the one that was on the goal line at the one, and they false started and backed them up, and it ended up resulting in a field goal. I don't know if they would have scored then. but Yeah, that, that might have been it because I'm thinking at uh, first and goal at the one, uh, you know uh, – I would hope that we could punch that in, yeah. but uh, and then you know the uh, the other thing that was uh, disappointing was uh, looking at the score Sunday uh, of BYU losing to Kansas by eleven. Yep, and uh, that was uh, a little disheartening. There, I might have I might have been able to swallow the BYU uh, loss a little easier if uh, they would have uh, uh, won against Kansas, but. Uh, uh, that's the only thing I've got, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can right the ship. But if not, uh, yeah, there's going to be calls for uh, somebody's head at the end of this year. Rightfully so. Appreciate the phone call, Jack. Thanks for calling in. You know, uh, Joe, I know this may come as quite a shock to anybody, but Arkansas is last in the SEC in penalties per game <laughs> and uh, penalty yards per game. But uh, A&M is second to last, so we could have a pretty disgusting game on our hands this weekend. But... Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I think is everyone's frustrated with. Probably more so than anything is just the amount of penalties. Got to shore them up. Oh man, that sets it up for it already to be some kind of blame towards the officials if oh, that's yeah. the case. I can't wait. It's gonna be my it's my favorite thing to do is blame the officials in, in each and every game. Uh, Jared's in Russellville. What's up, Jared? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great. Good. good. Our Steelers won, so that was good. That was a good uh, that Sunday for sure. Yeah, no uh, doubt. And. Yeah, I. So my biggest thing about the game on Saturday was that our OC and DC had great game plans. Uh, I, I mean, I can't, I couldn't agree, I couldn't disagree more about the assistant coaches when it comes to Saturday's game. Now you can say something about the, the way the offensive line played last week and the week before and the week before that and all that stuff. But as of this past game, and I and I understand, but we have we have about eleven to about fifteen guys on defense. That are that are really really good, and they just got tired. 
I mean, there's 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 no there's there's no there's no doubt in my mind that they just got tired. I mean, Clark made some tackles in the first half that he that he just didn't make in the second half because he was he was tired. I mean, that, there's there's no, there's no getting around that. Um, but the thing that really the the really frustrates me as as a Razorback fan today is the use of timeout. Like you, you can't you can't on a third and sixteen you can't waste a timeout in, in the third quarter on a third and sixteen, mm-hmm. and especially when you're already well into uh, Cam Little's field goal range. So that that was that was that was a bad mistake. And if you had if you had just one timeout at the end of the game, you'd have had a minimum of forty to forty five seconds at the end of the game, even if if, if, the, if the if the clock played out that way. But um, overall, the effort, man, like uh, look and Luke has my my goodness, guys, like is he not an NFL ready player right now? I'm that that kid is an absolute stud as a freshman. I, I told my I told my after the first game. I told my I told my uh, group guys that I talked to every, every, during each game. I said that guy is going to win the uh, I don't know what the tight end award is, but he'll win it by the time he Mackey. ends his career. Arc. Yeah, that one. He'll win. He'll win that one. He'll 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 be the next one that wins at Arkansas, and it may even be this this year itself because that kid is an absolute stud. But I appreciate you guys, and I I love I still love him. I, I but I, he does need to make some steps in his game management because it's it's really costing this ball game. And uh, I'll hang up with you. God bless. Appreciate it, Jarrett. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I think uh, everybody's on board, at least uh, with Luke Has, man. That guy, that guy's incredible. And it just isn't it nice to have a, like a tight end again at Arkansas. It just feels like it fits, you know. Like they always had a good tight end, no matter what. Uh, you go back to uh, Chris Gregg, DJ Williams, Hunter Henry, Jeremy Sprinkle, even AJ Derby, uh, Chris uh, Chris Gregg. Uh, I think I mentioned him already, but even like Jason Peters. Shoot, even Cheyenne O'Grady, he had some issues, you know, off the field and whatnot, but he was a really good tight end. Just nice to to have that back and to, to make that work. But uh, yeah, we uh, still got still got a lot of uh, season left. Real quick, top of the hour update before we get to it. Ryan's in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hi, buddy. What are you doing? Oh, you know, just you Having know, talking day? talking on radio and, and hanging out. Oh, How about you? Yeah. Oh, just uh, driving to go pick my girl up. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny that everybody, you know, well, we're disappointed, we're disappointed. Well, I mean, I get the, but at the same time, how many people actually picked Arkansas to win the game? Like, in their heart of hearts, really, truthfully picked Arkansas to win. This, so, my point is, they got exactly what they thought was going to happen, but at the end of the day, you know, Arkansas played their, their absolute you-know-what off. And to me, they showed uh, value and improvement. I think some of the offensive line issues with the, with the pre-snap stuff, I think part of that is uh, I, th- I think it's just LSU just absolutely just I'm not gonna say took their manhood, but absolutely whooped them so bad that I think they were maybe a little jumpy, wait you know waiting for the next round that was coming at them. Yeah, especially yeah. Uh, especially with, with with Bax, I think he had what two or three himself. Yeah, yeah, there was a few of them there. Yeah, I, I think that it was you got to give LSU a lot of credit. They played it; they're a really good team and played a really great game. I agree with you, Ryan. Hey, we're up against. It. Appreciate your phone call. We got the third hour of Out of Bounds and Chris Gordy joining us next, so stay with us. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and 